Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie. You've reached us here at Crossroads98, uh, either .com or um, maybe on iTunes on the podcast listening uh, app there. But uh, you are with us today. This is Wednesday, and it is December the 2nd. Christmas almost here, Stevie. Christmas is uh, yeah, Christmas coming, time's coming, coming. around the bend. Yeah. Well, we are so glad that you're with us today, and we'd like to have you join us uh, as we uh, uh, talk a little bit about uh, last week's message about some relative stuff that's going on in the in the world today, and what God uh, has intended for us with our relationship with Jesus, and uh, and much more. But um, we are so glad that you're with us today. So it is the beginning of the Advent season, and we wanted to kind of share today with you a little bit of what we have added to some of the tools here at Crossroads 98. One of those is the uh, Right Now Media. And um, if you are listening to this and uh, you would like to know how to have access to the the different videos and the, and the many, many uh, different tools um, within Right Now Media, uh, get a hold of us uh, either by calling us or uh, maybe emailing us. And that would be at, uh, I want you to go ahead and just email me, S.S. Hollis, H O L L I S, 13 at gmail.com. That would probably be the best way. Or you can reach us at crossroads at joink.com, J O I N K.com. And uh, we'd love to give that uh, access to you. Uh, One of the things about the Advent season uh, with Right Now Media is they've got many Advent uh, video devotionals that um, last, oh, I don't know, five, six days. I think Mm -hmm. there might be some that are a little bit longer, but they're excellent. I started to uh, look at that, and if you wanted to do that as an individual and uh, check those out or do that as a group, you sure Mm -hmm. can. And uh, we're excited about this Advent season, especially for 2020. We need it. And we need to be reminded of our Savior and our Messiah that has come. And in fact, that's what we'll be talking about today. So, Eddie, anything uh, new with you as you uh, are still dealing a little bit with uh, the 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 symptoms of um, the virus is gone, but the symptoms that have remained and kind of linger on it. That old cough is, has a tendency to pop up every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, that headaches, it keeps hanging on for Diane and I both. I well, appreciate people praying for us. Yes. I know there's other folks that's had it that still got it maybe as well. So. Yeah, well, if you uh, if you have a <clears throat> little bit of a, of a coughing uh, spell here, I'll, I'll either just wait for you or I'll talk over you. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's good. So, um, here in Sullivan, the square is starting to get decorated up a little bit. Um uh, some things are starting to uh, had a little snow already. Yeah, it's a little spitting snow. Yeah, it was spitting snow. Uh, what was it? Monday, Monday morning? Was it Monday morning? Or Monday, it's, Monday night? Well, it was Monday during the day. It spit some that's, snow. That's right. Snow, You're so. right. Yep. So we've had a little bit, but not anything really worth uh, sticking on the ground and things like that. But um, we are starting to see the decorations pop up through the town. And actually, I've seen that a lot earlier than even. Uh, before Thanksgiving. Well, and there's you see Christmas trees on at night now in people's windows. And well, we have to confess the Hollis family uh, has their tree up and has their decorations, and it was partially because we were in quarantine, and Stacy just couldn't help but not do something. So yeah, she, I that. <laughs> apart from working from home um, as a teacher, uh, she 
she just uh, thought, well, let's take this opportunity and get this right up. So, yeah, we've we've started Christmas uh, season a little early there. So, it, it but we're totally enjoying it. Actually, thrown on some Christmas music, and I know that for you, Eddie, that's a little bit rough uh, for you hearing some Christmas music. But uh, yeah, because I think we'll start opening presents <laughs> when he starts hearing it. <laughs> Yeah, I, wait, don't wait. Why, why keep people in suspense? Well, I have a different objective on that. Well, I know, but that's why, uh, yeah, for my own good, I have, uh, usually your Stacy, keep the presents at your house. Because yeah. they wouldn't make it till Christmas. Wouldn't even make it to Christmas Eve. Right, right. Well, we uh, we are glad to um, to be able to share the cheer with you and, and we hope that your family is well and and uh, if you need prayer, uh, please know that uh, get a hold of us um, either by the email or by a phone call, 812-268-0088. That's 812-268-0088. Um, and uh, share your prayer request with us. And uh, we just want to make sure that, that, that you do have uh, that community surrounding you. But uh, we do hope your family as well. Well, before we get started here, we'd like to go ahead and pray and sure. uh, just pray over all of this. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for how you love us so deeply and compassionately. You hold us tight. You hold us in your loving and comforting arms, and we're so grateful. And Father, I pray that as we go through this podcast today, you'll be glorified. Holy Spirit, uh, lead in us and, and uh, in our minds, our thoughts, as we talk about these things, and may we be directed toward your glory, Lord, and, and uh, magnifying you. Well, Lord, we think about this community. We think about um, Crossroads, the people that might be dealing with COVID and, and uh, the, the quarantine maybe time frame or, or whatever the case may be, just maybe a, uh, trying to get through the season without getting it. And, and we just ask for protection. We ask for your guidance. We ask for your, your clarity. Uh, and there's a lot of confusing time right now. We know that you have it. We know that you are God, and, and uh, that has not changed. We know that no matter the circumstance, we know that you are in charge, and we are thankful for it. <clears throat> so we pray these things in Jesus' name, knowing that you are helping us and, and working with us and, uh, and, and leading us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, Pastor, as I take a drink, as I got, uh, I think, a little something in my throat there. Oh, um, boy. Why don't you go ahead and lead into... Uh, what you spoke about <coughs> well this last week. excuse me uh, who do you say Jesus is that was uh, the title of the message I think it's something that uh, we need to self check ourselves sometimes and ask ourselves that question who do you say Jesus is you know it's most important question we'll ever answer because it's really the only question that has eternal implications oh yeah there's not a lot of questions you can ask that has eternal implications, and this definitely does because the way you answer it, it tells where you uh, you'll spend eternity, That's either right. the Christ in glory or burning in a in a terrible place that uh, the Bible calls hell that Jesus talked about more than he did heaven because he doesn't want anybody to go there. Right. That's the point, you know. So, you know, and that's a, it, it was kind of interesting. There was a, we did a man on the street. We watched one from people in New York City. And I bet maybe, what, 10, 12 people on there, only one girl knew the answer, the right answer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She said, uh, 
he's my Lord and my Savior. That was what, that's how Peter answered it. But everybody else, they come with all this off the wall stuff, great prophet, great person, great man, leader uh, of the Jews and king of the Jews. They even said that, but none of them really had the right answer to, to the question, who is Jesus of Nazareth? You know, uh, a world-renowned historian, Jaroslav Pelikan, put it this way, and he, he, he hits it right on the head. He said, and I quote, it is from his birth that most of the human race dates its calendars. It is by his name that millions curse, and in his name that millions pray. Hmm. That that pretty much encapsulates, you know, you know what we're talking about. Jesus claimed to be God, and uh, he was God with skin on. But C.S. Lewis talks about that. Says you can't say that Jesus was a good man. You can't say this and that about him. What you can say is that he was either Lord, lunatic, or liar. Right. It, it was that. Mm -hmm. It had that much emphasis. Yeah. On that, mm -hmm. because he claimed to be God. How many people did that? <laughs> even the even you you th you think about the world's m major religions. None of those really claimed to be God. Right. Uh, Muhammad didn't. He was a prophet of Allah, and you know you talk about Buddha. And you talk about the, the millions of gods that the Hindus have. None of them. No human came and stood in front of a group of people or said to anybody, "I'm God in the flesh." Right. And that's that's <laughs> that's what sets him. That's what sets him apart, actually. So we, you know, we looked a bit, little bit. At that was Jesus a liar? Uh, if Jesus knew he was not God, then he was lying. But if he was a liar, then he was a hypocrite because he told everybody to. Uh, to be honest and and to tell the truth so in that whole thing in itself he had to be god or you know that was the that was the point but also would a liar teach his followers as jesus did throughout the gospels to adhere to a profoundly moral code could such a massive deceiver teach unselfish ethical truths and live the most or uh, the morality and morally exemplary life that jesus did the notion is 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 ridiculous and then i I, found it, I thought it was interesting. I found some critics of <clears throat> the church and of Christianity. And even in their minds, Jesus was, was the, the, probably the best example that we've ever had on earth was how to live your life. Mm. That's, a, that's the truth. And you know, when we come, we come to that thought, and you mentioned it, the moral uh, attributes, the, the way that the consistency of, of love and compassion and 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 even that of loving your neighbor, loving your neighbor as yourself, loving your enemy, praying for them, and things of this nature that was never taught. It was, it was not brought. And when, so when we see that, and we see the reasoning behind it, the grace, the mercy, the compassion that is extended from, not just from God to us, but as a part of a relationship with him mm -hmm. and that is that's what is integral about this god this this i mean i should say this man this one that has called himself god jesus god in the flesh apart from everyone else just as you said it is the foundation of the um uh consistency in the in the of compassion and of of grace that has gone through uh, time, uh, you know, time has no bearing on it. 
uh, nothing's changed. That this is throughout history. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And and as we look at it and understand it, then you know, it's about the relationship about how it then affects us. How mm-hmm. do we then <laughs> yeah, turn around exactly, and live it? Right. That's exactly right. And you know. <clears throat> In a book called Cold Case Christianity, J. Warner Wallace uh, lists uh, decisive motives in, in the heart of any uh, misbehavior, actually, uh, is financial greed, sexual or relational desire, or power. And Jesus wasn't interested in any of those. Mm-hmm. Not, not at all. The New Testament writers tell us that he taught his disciples to give to the needy, to not store up earthly treasures, and no evidence exists that Jesus was motivated by lust or relationships. The gospel stress the respect that Jesus displayed toward women, and that's another thing you get into in that life, is how he treated women. You know, a lot of people will look, I remember back in all, I went to six promise keepers, and at some of the promise keepers, there would be groups of women outside protesting. Mm. Yeah. Which I thought was ludicrous, because why wouldn't a woman want, want their husband to be a believer? Right. It, it doesn't even make sense. Because so that, I think that they would probably they would thinking, get the best treatment in the world yeah. if he was following Christ. Jesus lifted women up. Yeah. He didn't put them down. And they were, and it's my premise today that <clears throat> they should be active within the context of the kingdom and the body. They're, everybody's gifted, even women, you know. My thought is, if, why would God gift women if he didn't want them to use it? Right. You know, Paul kind of, you know, he t- people thought he was against women, but he wasn't. Because he said, we're all the same in Christ, Jew, Jew, Jew or Gentile, male or female, free or slave. Mm-hmm. He lumped us all together. We are one in Christ. It doesn't right. matter your gender. Right. Yeah, granted, God gives us different gifts to do, but nonetheless, that's pretty much... You know, I talked about liars, and we, we've all known them before, and some of the stories that almost amusing that people expect you to believe. But I can't imagine the look on people's faces, especially the the Jews and the Pharisees, when he stood and looked them in the eye and said, "I I am God, I'm mm-hmm. God in the flesh." Yeah, I mean, it was beyond anything their minds could because re- they wanted to be religious God themselves. Yeah, right. they wanted to be God. They wanted people to worship them and look up to them. Yeah. Jesus, he 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 changed all that. So he wasn't a liar. So if Jesus wasn't a liar, it is it feasible that he mistakenly thought he was God? After all, one might be both sincere but also sincerely wrong. So, uh, and you you have to reject the, the whole place that Jesus was crazy. You know, the disciples, or the de- they thought not the disciples but the Pharisees said he had a demon, and that gets into another whole reason or an, a whole concept that people have discussed uh, for years is. Um, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's my belief and what I've learned and what I've heard from people that's smarter than me is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit can only be done while Jesus was on earth. And it was it was looking Jesus in the eye and calling him the devil mm-hmm. or saying he had demons. That that was that was that was the blasphemy of the Holy yeah, Spirit. Right. Because otherwise if you could do that today, there it would be an unpardonable sin. But the Bible tells us he'll forgive us for everything. Right. Right. Yeah. The unpardonable sin is dying without Christ in your heart because you're going to hell. 
It's just plain and simple. It can't be right. turned around. Right. You die without Christ, you're doomed. I don't care. That's, I really believe the scripture teaches that. <clears throat> Let's see, who said, there was a guy named Peter Kreft. He was a philosopher, a Christian philosopher. He wrote this, and I quote, Jesus has in abundance precisely those three qualities which liars and lunatics most conspicuously lack. One, his practical wisdom, his ability to read human hearts. And I've said that uh, for years, that when Jesus looked you in the eye, he looked deep. He could see your soul. He could see your heart. So I, I can't imagine how uncomfortable that would have been for some people, actually. Even though he loved you, he, you couldn't fool him. We fool each other all the time. He, you couldn't right. fool him. Right. Two, his deep and winning love, his passionate compassion, his ability to attract people and make them feel at home and forgiven, his authority, and above all, number three, his ability to astonish his unpredictability, his creativity. Liars and lunatics are so dull and predictable. No one who knows the Gospels and human beings can seriously entertain the possibility that Jesus was a liar or a lunatic or a bad man, end of quote. <coughs> so that brings us to the last one, is Jesus Lord. In uh, first century, people uh, were given a number of answers about Jesus' identity. They gave them. And then in... Uh, Matthew 16, 15 and 16, he asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? Peter responded, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And that's, that's, that's the answer, actually. That's, you know, when we think about that today, uh, Jesus was put to death by the Romans, but was that the end of the movement? Actually, absolutely not. Right. I just read yesterday, then, and I'm going to use it in a sermon in the future, approximately two billion Bible-believing Christians is in the world today, and that that's they're they're broke up in evangelicals, Pentecostals, and Charismatics. That that's how this uh, Gallup poll or this poll uh, addressed them. So here's all these people that that still pray to Christ, and He still answers the uh, prayers. Um, God's Word tells us that we each must choose for ourselves whether or not to believe that Jesus is Lord. The Bible teaches that, but for non-believers, you can't use the Bible as a source to them. But the amazing thing about archaeology, it continues to prove over and over and over that the Scripture is right on the money. It lines up with mm -hmm. history. It's, mm -hmm. And it's continual on some of the stuff that they find. Yeah. So well, We're talking a little bit about, I'm going to just break in here a little bit. Sure. And we're talking a little bit about the, the, the world uh, globally right now. Um, and I wanted to let you know that I had found out, I think it was last week or the week before, that on the fastest growing groups of, of converts and, and the, the Christian church is, and get this, is in Iran. Yeah. The, 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 the women, especially, are, are converting over to uh, Christianity, and uh, the, and this is a source from um, uh, just uh, in the Golan Heights, uh, just south of Jordan, um, uh, just right there above Israel. Yeah, and it's it's they 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 have their stats and the different things that um, uh, even a video that's been shown. Um, uh, it's an amazing um, a bit of knowledge. As we look at that, because mm -hmm. 
the Holy Spirit is working uh, through prayer, through uh, the Word getting inside Iran and, and uh, working throughout. Uh, the gospel is still alive and well. That's right. And the mission it is. is, is uh, and, of course, then we can go to different countries and different ethnic groups and different things that are going on but wow it was such a neat a bit of information for sure. me and for everyone I think for but it was really it impacted me really uh, in a neat way the, to say well this group that it just seemed like it was just yeah, in, that, off, in that part of the know? world oh, it's, my. That, that's the amazing part about it mm-hmm. it was like Soviet Russia all the Russians that we talked to when they were underground there was there was a big movement but they were stronger because they were underground. Mm-hmm. When they could come out of hiding, it seems like they lost their fervency, huh? Yeah, yeah. that's that's part of the you know. And and that's and that is definitely a part of our our relationship. Sometimes uh, we're when we're under distress or when we're in, you know, um, it seems like we're impacted more so. But then when we get comfortable, yeah. So I think that yeah. that's probably U.S. is uh, the United States. Uh, most um, en- biggest em- enemy yeah. is complacency. The complacency. Yeah. We're comfortable here. We're so. How do you you know? And that's what we're talking about here. How is he Lord? Yeah. And uh, go ahead. Sorry. In Matthew sixteen thirteen through seventeen, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, "Who do people say that the Son of Man is?" Well, they replied. Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, who do you say I am? I like that he took them from, from outside mm-hmm. to, right down in, in their face, kind of. said, well, who do you? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. And that's the same with us. We don't learn it from other humans. We might hear it spoken. But it's the Holy Spirit that cements that fact in our heart. <coughs> Excuse me. That that's who we are. Mm-hmm. That was Peter's confession. Here's Thomas it's in John twenty twenty six through twenty nine. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. This was after his death. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing before them, and he said, "Peace be with you." Then he said to Thomas. Put your finger here and see my hands. Put your hand in the wound at my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas explained. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who haven't seen me and believe anyway. You know, don't be faithless any longer. Believe. You know, I think that's a cry today. Yeah, and it really (laughs) comes to then, um, we think about that last part of that scripture of here is Thomas as a part of the the group that followed Jesus and Mm -hmm. was disciples. And here we are, he says, blessed are those that have not seen and yet still believe. This comes to the aspect of our relationship of Jesus. And and I think in this day and, and age, we, and as it has been with as all these years, all these many years, without Jesus on earth, and, and of course it's, in a lot of ways, it's it's greater it's it's marvelous because he gave the gift of the holy spirit to to impart and to lead and to to give us governance and and guidance and um, uh, comfort and all of this is an extension of jesus who is now in heaven uh, on the right side of the hand of the of the god of god and uh, so our relationship relevancy how 
how is it that we go about today being relevant with the relationship of Jesus Christ? How do we maintain? How do we, how do we connect with Him daily? And I think, um, I, I guess, I guess I'll interject it here. I was debating on when to, to interject this, but there are things like, and we just mentioned right now, media. That is something. That's a tool. That's mm-hmm. that's a something that you can help gain some some relevancy. But I will tell you, one of the most impactful ways that have just come out in the last year, I guess it's been, and the the series um, that has been on, it's on an app that you can, you can have it on an app. I've mentioned it here on the podcast before, but The Chosen. Um, mm-hmm. that, that movie <coughs> series, that, um, it's kind of like a TV series, actually, like an hour-long type of TV series, done so magnificently well i've i've studied that i didn't want to you know really emphasize it so much uh until i've seen uh actually i finished the first series first uh season and it is so impactful of bringing in the relevancy of the relationship with jesus mm-hmm. christ his compassion and yet his uh, just just the the awe and it's going on to season two now so that's another way of of connecting the scriptures of old being taught uh, about Jesus maybe from the very first part of your life or maybe you're just getting to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior um, a relationship developing a relationship with him these types of things that are that are impactful and grounded in truth I can we can help you with that to help mm-hmm. you understand that the way they've designed these series of the chosen uh, has very relevant so so you can look it up on Android and Apple but it's called the chosen uh, the director, the uh, executive producer there is Dallas, I think I forgot his last name, Jenkins maybe, Dallas Jenkins. But anyway, um, beautiful stuff. And um, I, I just would uh, challenge you or, or suggest to you to go ahead and take a look at that um, if you haven't already. But that's great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, I wanted to kind of interject with the fact, how do we make it relevant? It, not just scripture. I mean, Scriptures are it. You've got to be there. You need to be because that speaks the truth. You, mm-hmm. and then maybe some people will say, "Well, how do you how do you just believe that the Bible's the truth?" Well, again, like you said, there's archaeology and there's history, past, and the the word has prevailed. Yeah, there's stories about uh, printers and 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 those that have turned it into other languages and yeah. and how they. We're trying to destroy the manuscripts and all yeah. of these things, and yet it prevailed. Yeah. Well, and I always think about the Dead Sea Scrolls uh, from Qumran and, and down by the Dead Sea. In '48, some shepherds found these in a cave, and one of them is the Book of Isaiah, and it's word for word for what's in our scripture. Huh. Word for word. Wow. <laughs> That'd been buried for centuries, eons. No, something. Here was one of the original scrolls that was word for word. It's it's uh, it's in Israel in a museum, but it, nonetheless, it that's an amazing thing to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you was talking about stories, and I cl- kind of ended up talking about uh, the prodigal. That's how we relate to God. That's how Jesus related to to his Father um, is is by telling stories. <coughs> and the whole, I mean, that is a it's a great word picture. Is the prodigal 
And a lot of, we all have times of, in our lives when we're prodigals and we need to come home. Uh, and when we do, you know, you see the father stand on the porch. And, uh, he doesn't wag a critical finger. He doesn't preach. But what he does is wait. He waits on the porch, heart aching for a reunion, ears eager for the sound of our voices, eyes searching the horizons for our return. And when we do, he welcomes us home. Mm-hmm. That's That's how... That's how I want people to see the Heavenly Father, not as a a father with a big board in his hands going to whack us, but we do that to ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's that's the consequences we create with our sins. We torture ourselves sometimes with that, and he forgives us, and we move on. And I I close with these two questions from uh, Dr. James Kennedy. One... Have you reached the point in your spiritual life when you know for certain that if you were to die tonight, you'd go to heaven? And we need to know that all the time. Be positive about it and with a resounding yes. And two, if you were to die tonight and God were to ask you, why should I let you into my heaven, how would you answer? Well, and we would answer because of <coughs> we've confessed our sins to Christ and repented and asked him to be our Lord and our Savior. And we want to follow him. That's... Jesus is the key. I mean, yeah. can, he just is. He's well, the key this, to life. He's the key to eternity. He's the key to everything. These are the two verses that came up today in the daily verse, the verse of the day in the Bible app. I want to share that uh, Ephesians, the second chapter, uh, verses 8 and 9. This is from the New Living Translation. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. That right there, knowing that God's grace grace rather, has saved us through Jesus Christ, His Son, the way, the truth, the life. No man, it says in the Bible and Scriptures, shall come, uh, can, mm-hmm. no man uh, it comes before the Father except through me, and He is uh, our mediator. He is the one that has uh, paid the price. He's the one uh, who has, redeems us. And, Amen. Uh, that makes it a personal Savior, a personal Lord, a personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, what a beautiful uh, a beautiful thing to know that it's not because of what we can do. Exactly. What he but does. what he has done and what, what he did, continues to do for us. Why don't you pray, Pastor? Lord, we love you. And... Uh, I thank you for loving us, God, and I just pray that our relationship with you is where it should be. And if not, that we do something about it right now. All we have to do is reach out to you, and you listen, and uh, you take care of it, and we thank you for that. And going into this Advent season, Lord, this year's been rough, and I pray that we just focus on you. Advent, Advent is the, looking forward to you coming, and um, hopefully our focus has been on you as we went through some tough times. So I just pray for everybody, Lord, on the sound of my voice today, that uh, that you uh, just touch them in a special way that they feel your presence uh, like never before. Uh, we love you, God, and we thank you for always being there for us and being such a good, good Father. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. And I'd all, also like to add that this coming Sunday, um, I'm not. Uh, Sam's going to come back. We had him down to preach. I'm, he's going to come and preach, and then I'm going to do communion. So. You at home, as you get ready for this service Sunday, get you some bread and some juice 
uh, so you'll be able to take communion at home with us. Right. So well, it's uh, <clears throat> it's such a neat um, opportunity to continue to use a brother in Christ that has uh, been impactful in times past. It's good to know that, and it's also healthy in in a, in a lot of ways to. Uh, get you back into the swing of things, yeah. but at the same time, uh, give you a little bit of chance to rest. And so it was nice that he was already on the list, on the schedule. So, <laughs> man, hopefully I'm not going to be coughing so much. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll be praying for a pastor for sure. Well, thanks for being with us today here at the Crossroads 98 podcast, and we uh, anticipate next week and this the rest of this Advent season, and uh, we'll continue moving on, moving on, and uh, uh, God bless you guys. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll. See you next week.